Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a very special, at least for Bob, episode of Uncanny Treks, where uh, I run down my top shows of 2023, the best television I thought that came out in 2023. And then my intrepid co-host, Matt, from the Southland, he may have his own list. He may not. I'm not sure. But I'm certain even if he doesn't have his own list, he has lots of opinions about mine. You got you that right, Bob. And no, I don't have a list because I'm embarrassed about half the shit I watch. So, <laughs> oh well, we'll we'll wait till the end. But I, 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 you know, you don't have to tell the listeners everything. But I do want some shameful disclosures. I'll give you a couple, Bob. All right, that's good. That's good. Wet the wet the listeners' uh, appetite with shame, Matt. So, I Matt, I really wanted to give you a top ten list for TV in the year 2023, but the sad truth of it is, is I just don't watch that many new shows. A lot of the shows I put in this, you are going to define as cheating. And I even, I finished two more seasons of TV this week, Matt, in advance of this very episode. Cause I was like, maybe I could put one of them on my list and no, no, I just couldn't bring myself to put either on the list. So it's Bob's top eight for 2023. Sound good, Matt? Sounds good, Bob. I'm good with that. All right. So at number eight, Matt, uh, you, you, you ever heard of a little show called Justified? I have heard of this show, yes. Good what do you know about, about this it. show? I haven't watched it. What do you know it. about the show? Okay. I'm assuming it's Any... like a courtroom drama type show. Is that, Am I correct or wrong? Oh, that's a good guess, but no. Okay. <laughs> so, have you ever heard of Elmore Leonard? No. Did you ever see the movies Jackie Brown, Get Shorty, Out of Sight? Oh, I've seen, I've seen Get Shorty, yes. Yeah, you never saw Jackie Brown? Yes, I have seen Jackie Brown as well, too. Yes, I've seen both yeah, yeah. of those. The other so, one, the last El one, not. Elmore Leonard's like a writer. He started writing westerns in the 50s and the 60s. And then in the 70s, he transitioned to writing crime fiction. Uh, not not detective fiction, but crime fiction. Usually, not always, but usually his uh, his stories are about kind of loser criminals trying to get, get, get stuff over. He's very good at writing dialogue. His stuff are usually black comedies. And he became a pretty popular writer in the 80s. He started being on the New York Times bestseller list. And they made a lot of movies of his work, but most of them sucked. But in the 90s, you had directors like Steven Soderbergh and Quentin Tarantino who liked Leonard and sort of figured out how to get the Leonard sensibility on film. Does that make sense? That does make sense, Bob. So uh, in the 90s, he had a character who showed up in a couple of his novels called Raylan Givens. Uh, he was a U.S. Marshal. You know, the U.S. Marshals are the ones who are in charge of, like, searching out fugitives, escorting witnesses, that sort of stuff. Like in The Fugitive. Like in The Fugitive. Like Tommy Lee Jones. Yes, exactly. Okay. Actually, prob I didn't even think about it, but probably – well, no, because didn't The Fugitive come out in 93? Yeah, it was – yeah, it was around that time. I'm pretty sure his first novel with Raylan Givens came out in 93, too. Pronto, it's oh. called. So I, I guess there was just something in the air in the zeitgeist about U.S. Marshals. But anyway, he has this series character, Raylan Givens, although he's not really a series character. He's just in three novels by Leonard and like a, a, a novella. And they developed uh, this show about this character, Raylan Givens, played by the great Timothy Olyphant from Deadwood, also from the terrible Hitman movies. And it's basically just he's a U.S. Marshal with anger issues and the term justified originally means it's like he gets into a lot of shootouts with the bad guys. And, you know, it's the question of whether it's a justified shooting or not. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a just of making. Okay. That makes, yeah. yeah. Huh. And it's, it's a really good show. Um, I think it went for, I want to say six seasons. 
Um, it's probably most famous for Timothy Olyphant and then Walton Goggins from, you know, The Shield, yeah. from The Hateful Eight, yeah, from Righteous Gemstones. Walton Goggins plays his one-time best friend turned enemy turned frenemy. And so Walton Goggins isn't in every episode of the show, but the show really thrives off the energy between Timothy Olyphant and Walton Goggins. Does that make sense? Yeah, now, now that I have Walter Goggins in, I've got to watch it because that dude's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No, and he does some great. He does some great work on Justified. He does some great work. So it's set in a. It's set in Kentucky. It is kind of an anti-hero, like two thousand show, kind of like your Breaking Bad or your Shield or your Sons of Anarchy or your Sopranos. But on the other hand, it's more episodic than most of those shows, and it's also a little more traditional TV because even though. Raylan Givens, played by Timothy Olyphant, has some anger issues and is occasionally ruthless. He's not really evil. Does that make sense? That does make sense, yeah. And yeah. I, this is probably one I brought. I'll probably watch this one, Bob. I'm not going not gonna to lie, but I have a question, though, and this is, goes back to what you said earlier. Uh, is this the most recent season that came out this year, or are you just trying to, are you saying you watched it this year? No, no. I watched it as it was airing. Um, okay. This, uh, so it did six seasons and it ended, but, you know, as is, as with everything else, they did a revival miniseries this year. And so the revival miniseries is called Justified City Primeval. Okay. And it's interesting because it's actually an adaptation of another Elmore Leonard novel called City Primeval High Noon in Detroit that does not have the Raylan Givens character in it, but they adapted the novel and they spun the Raylan Givens character into it, if that makes sense. That does make sense. Okay. And so like the title City Primeval High Noon in Detroit suggests, the miniseries is set in Detroit, whereas most of the show is set in Kentucky. And so there is a big, or not a big, but there's a sizable supporting cast in Justify the TV show, and none of them are in the miniseries. It's pretty much just Raylan Givens. Okay. Yeah. Um, that said, the miniseries, I debated about whether to put it on the list. It's fun. I liked it. It's not as good as the show. Okay. Uh, it's also too many episodes. I want to say it's like eight, and it probably could have been four. And they bring on uh, Raylan Givens' daughter, who's played by Timothy Olyphant's daughter, and uh, she's not a very good actress. I, I hate to say it, but Timothy Olyphant's daughter, not a great actress. Oh, she's trying. Yeah, <laughs> she tries. And thankfully, they write her out at a certain point, maybe because they realized yeah, but... it wasn't working. <laughs> yeah, this is um, going down, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's working out for us. It does. Um, the end of the the end of the miniseries is very ham-handed and it sets up another second and final miniseries that they might do that spoilers will pit will pit Timothy Olyphant against Walton Goggins again which I would watch and I'm somewhat excited for but I would just say like the execution on setting it up maybe wasn't the best if that makes sense does make sense all right boss but, let's go on to your number yeah seven. yeah Number seven, number seven. And in contrast to all the time we spent on number eight, Matt, we don't have to spend any time at all on number seven because it's Star Trek Strange New World season two. We did multiple episodes about it. It's great. Uh, go listen to our episodes about it. Yeah, uh, great show. Watch it. If you haven't watched it, watch it now. Like turn off the yeah. podcast and go watch the damn season. 
Yeah, the show's better than our podcast. Yeah. If if our podcast were on this list, Matt, our podcast would be number eight, and Justified City Primeval would be number nine. Nice. What a great <laughs> recommendation. All right. So uh, number six is the first one that you're going to accuse me of cheating on. Uh, it's a great HBO miniseries from 1993 about Holy a multi generational black family in St. Paul, Minnesota. It's called uh, Laurel Avenue. Uh, it's directed by Carl Franklin, who's one of the great black directors. And then it's produced by Charles Dutton, who would go on to produce the HBO miniseries The Corner, which is the show that kind of set up The Wire. If uh, you know one of the greatest TV shows of all time, uh, so you're, you're you're saying, Bob, why are you uh, why are you recommending a 30 year old show? And the reason is that for some insane reason, HBO never put this miniseries out on DVD or on streaming, and I'd never seen it. I'd wanted to see it for a long time, never been able to see it. But a novelist friend of mine noticed that it was streaming this year on YouTube, like somebody just posted it on YouTube. It's like a critic screener copy. And so I was able to watch it on YouTube this year. And you can too, dear listener, for free on YouTube, a lost HBO series, Laurel Avenue. Wow. All right then, Bob. We were nine when it came out, but best of 2023. We were. <laughs> we were. So how, how uh, are, are you going to allow that, Matt, or do you think that that's cheating too much? I'll, I'll give it to you, Bob, because honestly, TV didn't, TV wasn't that great this year. No, Although it really if you, wasn't. If you continuously do this year to year, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start calling you out more on it. Look, the, I have justifications for the ones that are did not come out in 2023. Bob's like, top uh, 10 list of shit Bob liked. It was on the box. <laughs> That's what you call it. All right. Uh, number five is the last season of Gamora. Uh, this is another little bit of a cheat. It came out in Italy in 2021, and it came out on Max in 2022. But I just got around to watching the whole series this year with my boy, uh, Noah. But we really liked it. Uh, but I'm just rec I'm just saying the final season since it came out in 2022 in America. It's a very epic mafia show. Um, it's very good at telling like episodic storylines. Like it, well, they're not episodic because they contribute to an ongoing narrative. But it's very good at focusing on side characters and minor characters for an episode, but making those side characters or those minor characters matter and making it matter towards the overall like movement of the story. It's also intensely homoerotic. It uh, provoked a lot of debates among me and my friends about what is just normal Italian straight behavior versus what is uh, what is gay Italian behavior, and we really don't have a lot of clarity on that topic. But it was you know, it was an interesting cultural learning experience for me and my boy, and uh, I would honestly say I'd put Gamora you know on the same level with like The Sopranos, The Wire, and Breaking Bad. It's it really was uh, Damn. the great the great organized crime show of the late aughts and early 20s. Wow. That's a high recommendation, Bob. Yeah, it's a good show, Matt. It's a good show. Number five on your <laughs> list, though. Number five. Gamora, <laughs> Gamora final season. All right. All right. Here's number uh, four, Bob. Matt, have you ever watched Succession? I have not, but everybody says watch the damn show. I, yeah, I don't know if I want to. I sort of do, but I also sort of don't, you know? No. Yeah, yeah. That said, Dead Ringer is, is a miniseries by some of the writers of Succession. It's uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Have you ever seen the original movie Dead Ringers from the late 80s? It's a David Cronenberg body horror movie with a Jeremy Irons playing twin gynecologist. I have not seen it, no, but I've heard of it. You should watch it. It's great. It's really weird, but it's great. <laughs> it sounds incredibly weird. 
Yeah, but this is a remake of it. But instead of Jeremy Irons, it's uh, Rachel Wise doing a Jeremy Irons impersonation as oh. twins. They're like twin pregnancy doctors. Rachel Wise's characters are also insane, uh, gay, and uh, really hot. It's a uh, it's a lot. Like Succession, it's like super super topical. Probably it's so topical it's not going to age very well. It's just such a 2023 show in some ways. But it's still really interesting. I, I had a great time watching it. I really I really liked it. Uh, if something comes up that makes sense for us to pair it with, like we've kind of paired Copenhagen Cowboy with stuff in the past, I would definitely wouldn't mind you know watching something more nerd oriented and then also making you watch Dead Ringers. I'll be down for that. Yeah, I, I've I've heard of this one too. I swear, like most of these I've heard of, I just haven't touched yet or haven't set my eyes on because I watch a bunch of other shit. Which you're, which you're going to tell us a little bit about. I'll, I'll share a couple, not many. <laughs> All right. So uh, number three, uh, I'm going to give it to Fargo season five. This is my uh, third and final cheat because uh, I'm also going to put it on my 2024 list. <laughs> There's two episodes left. And so we've got to see how it wraps up. But the first uh, eight episodes have been extraordinary. Um, Fargo, do you know, have you ever watched Fargo? I haven't, no. Okay. Uh, did you ever watch the original movie Fargo? No. Did you ever watch the the show Legion on FX? I did watch the first episode. Yes. Oh, you didn't keep going? No. I watched oh, the man, first episode wrong? or two, but yeah, but that was it. Oh man, Legion is the only good superhero TV show. That's not. <laughs> that's not animated. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you said, Bob. I watched the first two episodes. It was all right. It was all right. Okay, so the same guy who does Legion, Noah Hawley, does Fargo. And Fargo is a, you know, it's a Coen Brothers movie. It came out in the 90s. It stars Francis McDermott. And it's, you know, it's about a, this kind of virtuous lady cop tracking down these, uh, these kidnappers in the kind of snowy waste of North Dakota uh -huh. and Minnesota. And so I thought Fargo would be terrible when it started. It started about the same time as that show Hannibal. And I thought both were terrible ideas, but it turns out that they're both two of the best TV shows of all time. So what Fargo does is it's an anthology show. And so every season is a different crime story set in somewhere in the Midwest. They kind of jump around in time. Uh, season one was more or less contemporary. Season two was in the 70s. Uh, season three was more or less contemporary. Season four was in the 50s. And then uh, season five is in 2019, very pointedly said in 2019. And they get really good actors and they do stories that are somewhat similar to the Fargo movie, but also a lot of times they kind of riff on other Coen Brothers movies. So there's like riffs on The Big Lebowski. There's riffs on um, Miller's Crossing, things like that. And uh, in this I have seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, you know the, you know the Cohen brothers, two yeah, of our yeah. two of our best directors. And uh, in this one, they have uh, really great performances. The uh, three actors you may know: Jennifer Jason Leigh, Dave Foley, and John Hamm. Yeah. Do you know Do you know those three? Yeah, yeah, them, yeah. So. yeah. So Dave Foley plays an evil one-eyed lawyer who works for Jennifer Jason Leigh, who uh, is an evil executive of a debt company. And then John Hamm plays like an evil constitutional sheriff. <laughs> they're all they're all great. I. I would say there were a lot of things to like about Fargo season four, but it fell off a little bit, especially in its ending. So far, I would say Fargo season five is like back amongst the best of the of the seasons. We'll see how they wrap it up, but it's a very solid show, and you'll hear me talk about it again next year. All right. 
Well, coming down to your final two, Bob, number two. Yeah, uh, number two is another Amazon Prime miniseries, like Dead Ringers. Uh, it's called I'm a Virgo. Did you hear about this one? Uh, no, I actually did not, which I'm surprised. Did you see the film Sorry to Bother You? I don't think so, no. Sorry to bother okay, you. Okay, that's something we might have to make you watch for the uh, podcast. Uh, but My docket so, is being filled up for 2024. <laughs> so both Sorry to Bother You and I'm a Virgo are directed by the rapper Boots Riley. He's from uh, Oakland. Good, good rapper. Very, very uh, politically conscious guy. He's a Marxist. And I'm a Virgo is sort of a superhero miniseries, sort of. But it's also just this kind of like surreal story about uh, a guy who's a giant uh, and him kind of like coming of age in the Oakland hood. He's like, you know, born as a giant and, you know, just kind of kept hidden by his parents. And then he's kind of coming out into society in the Oakland hood. It's a very strange show. Uh, my, my description of it is not doing it justice at all. You'll be happy to know that Walton Goggins is in this one as well, playing a superhero, playing a very weird and uh, villainous uh, superhero. Who uh, Who's the guy who sings Wichita Lineman? Not a clue, Bob. I think, <laughs> you just expect me to know this shit? <laughs> I don't know. Wichita Lineman, what is that? It's it's like a it's it's, it's like a, a country rock song from the seventies. Glenn Campbell, Glenn I just googled it. Campbell, I, I want to say. Just because yeah. I live in the South, yeah. Bob doesn't mean I know all these like random ass country folk. <laughs> no, no, no. I I I thought just because you you like really bad white people music, uh, and Walton Goggins <laughs> likes really in this in this show in this miniseries, yeah. he likes really bad white people from music from nineteen sixty eight. Yeah, I guess I don't I don't know. Yeah. You're right. Old. You're right. I I I thought it was a seventies song, but you're right. It, it's a sixties song. That's too early for yeah. for it to be in your wheelhouse. It needs to be late seventies or eighties. I'm exactly. sorry. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mid seventies <laughs> to, to today, Bob. I'm like one of those soft rock radio stations. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that you, I was just about to say, you really put the soft rock radio enunciation on that. Yeah. yeah. But um, we'll, we'll also, like Dead Ringers, we'll try to pair I'm a Virgo with something in the future. You know, some, something we watch, we'll, we'll try to pair it with I'm a Virgo. Well, Bob, your number one choice we already paired with, so this is kind of cheating on your part, but it's okay. Yeah, Matt. So I don't think this is cheating. It's the best show that came out in 2023. And it is, I, even though I say Legion is the best superhero show uh, or the only good superhero show, it is a bit ironic that my top two uh, of 2023 are sort of superhero shows, although they're both very askew superhero shows. So number one, it's Copenhagen Cowboy. Uh, by the great Nicholas Wendig Refn. We covered the whole thing. Uh, we covered it with Star Trek Picard. Star Trek Picard is terrible. Copenhagen Cowboy is not terrible. It's on Netflix. You should go watch it. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you haven't seen Copenhagen Cowboy, just jump on it. Just great sci-fi, surreal. Ugh, it's good stuff. Wish there was more. So the only things off my list you'd seen were Strange New Worlds and Copenhagen Cowboy. Yeah, the ones we happen to cover in this podcast. <laughs> what does that tell you, Bob? It tells you you're not, you're not listening to your good friends Bob's advice about the homoerotic Italian mafia shows he's watching or the experimental superhero and or experimental, uh, experimental uh, pregnancy medicine shows he's watching. And instead, uh, you know, you're, you're watching whatever it is you're watching, which yeah, I hope yeah. you're going to tell us about. Bob, yeah, Bob has very specific taste. I mean, they're they're good. They're not bad taste. It's just it's like very specific genres. I mean, other than like your Strange New Worlds and Copenhagen Cowboy, I feel like a lot of this stuff was all like crime related type, you know, stuff. Is that the best way to put it? But I guess that's what's yeah. entertaining to people is crime and people doing bad things and either getting I, away with I, it or not getting away with it. 
I think you're very right that I default to watching a lot of crime shows. I will say to defend my list a little bit, Laurel Avenue is just like a family drama. Okay. And there's crime elements to Dead Ringers and I'm a Virgo, but I don't think anybody would – you, nobody I think would lead by calling them crime shows. Okay. Well, the way you described it, I think I think you enjoy the the uh, the noir criminal element piece to it more so than than most people. Just yeah, maybe yeah. maybe I'm just overgeneralizing everything. <laughs> no, no, you're fair. I I like my noir. I like I like yeah. my crime. Although, like I said, that's like I that only applies to some of the things on this list. But yeah, one you're, crime you're right. show that's, Bob, that is that, my uh, that, that is my I bit. thought was really good that I watched and I've mentioned mm-hmm. it before. It's called Love and Death. All right, oh. it was a mini series. Came out. It's not on, Love and Death and Robots. No, Love and Death came out on HBO Max. Okay, it stars uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, she's good. Yeah, she's this housewife who, uh, you know, she's she's the your stereotypical housewife from like the late seventies, and she you know, she's part of her church and all this, but she murders the guy that her husband cheated on, and it just goes through the whole scandal. It's based on a true story. Really liked it. I'm yeah, more of a like true only... crime kind of guy sometimes. Whereas yeah, I think apparently you're it's more based of like on a, a true story. Yeah, you're yeah. more of like a organized crime sort of thing. Mine's more of a like, oh shit, I committed a crime. Now what am I gonna do? That's I might one, try to that's watch one this. show I really liked. Yeah, it's by it's by David E. Kelly who did Boston Legal and Goliath and a bunch of other, a bunch of other stuff. Bunch of other um, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's 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 yeah. fine. I like David Kelly. Right. Goliath, you watch Goliath, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did watch that. Yeah, the Billy Bob Thornton lawyer show. Yes. Yeah, and it's directed by Clark. The Love and Death. It looks like it's directed in part by Clark Johnson, who I like. Um, All right, Bob. Okay, cool. Uh, That's a good recommendation, show Matt. That I would suggest. What's the other show? Is actually hold on. I would suggest Bob, even if you since you have not played the actual video game, and I know you won't. Uh huh. You're probably gonna shoot this one down. I suggest watching The Last of Us. Yeah. No. No. It's, I know it's I, not happening. But since you've never played the game, I think you would probably enjoy it. I, Having played I the never, game, I was kind of just spending my whole time comparing it to the game. But I think you would enjoy it just for what it is. I never played the game, but I did I did watch Noah play the game for a bit when we lived together. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have the general idea, and I'm good. I don't care. All right. Now... Most of your stuff too. You did not include any like documentaries and stuff. Is there anything? Yeah, because I I don't I don't I don't really watch documentaries. Okay, see that's where we're different too. Because I watch so many documentaries. The documentary entitled "Wrestlers" that follows OVW is a fantastic show. Is well he a current wrestler? Yeah, it's all current. Al Al okay. Snow is a uh, he runs this he runs this like uh, promotion. And it's been bought out by this rich guy who doesn't know much about wrestling, but mm-hmm. knows more about how to entertain people versus mm-hmm. Al Snow's wanting to do more of an old school or not also really like attitude style thing going like with his. So you're looking at how their both their styles are different, but yet they have this, you know, actually there's been a, there's a positive impact on their actual promotion throughout. It's a great show. Okay. But it is, yeah, it is a, a documentary. interesting. Yeah, it's actually really good. Yeah. And you think Al Snow, you know, he sucked, you know, he wasn't that great. But still, him in this position. I, I liked Al Snow. He was, well, I mean, he, he, was, he, was, good, he, he was a good hardcore wrestler. Like, he, he became a trainer. He wasn't was, a main eventer. Yeah. No, he wasn't a main event. He was, but And he got, his big thing was he had, you know, that head that he walked around with and shook around. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. What does everybody want? Good. Yeah. 
All right, Bob. So exactly. that's my other suggestion. A couple of things that Come I'm on, just going to give get... you a couple that absolutely suck that I don't that I do want you to stay away from. Yeah, because I, I was about to give you crap. It was like, where's the shame? I, yeah, yeah, none of this much. is shameful. There's not a lot. But uh, as far as, but see, Bob, I watch a lot of Bravo, and I, I'm not even going to go into that detail. And if you know what Bravo is, <laughs> no, is know that enough Bravo shame is, for you? Does that, does that fill your shame shame box or shame cup? Or I would like I would like a little. I would like to know one of the shows you watch oh, on Bravo fuck. just to fill it. My New Year's resolution is not to cuss as much on the podcast, but so, so I'll be using terms like fudge. Let's, let's see. If you want to watch something that's incredibly entertaining, <laughs> you need to watch the yes. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Bob. Not not any of the other housewives, no, no, no. specifically Salt Lake City. And you had to watch from the first season. And that wasn't 2020. Oh, okay. you got a lot of lore. Because 2023 was a fantastic season. You got to know, know some of the characters, Bob. But these women, they're <laughs> former Mormons that are, some of them are Mormon and some of them aren't. But they all act like just, you know, like whatever they want. You know, it's just, it's just trash TV at its best. Okay. Okay. So yeah. real, real housewives of Salt Lake City. It's and Vanderpump Rules, Bob. Vanderpump Rules. Just got to throw that out oh, there. Oh, you're, if I, you're I aware of what's have... going on in Vanderpump Rules, Bob, you don't know what's going on. I'm surprised oh, Bob. I, I knew you were real. I knew you were Superman. Yeah, because it was not that good. <laughs> and one show that I swear, Bob, people say is not that bad, but I, that came out this year, Gotham Knights. I just can't even start the show, even though I love Batman. Yeah, I'm somewhat curious to watch Gotham Knights, but I'm not. I haven't been curious enough to actually watch it so far. Uh, a show I did not but, watch. Bob. Okay, so you you are saying you you do think My Adventures with Superman is one of the best shows of the it's year? Not, you Bob, are no, saying no, that. No, 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 no. I just you were just troll. You were just, just trolling me. I okay, was trolling. Just making you, yes. sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another show that I'm going. I'm not going to suggest it, but I'm just going to throw it out there because I know it exists and people say they love it. That came out this year is Percy Jackson, The Olympians. And I say this as someone. Oh, that's is, a show. I thought that was movies. I've read it with children. Well, no, there was a movie. Now there's a mini series, and apparently the mini. Okay, so it was like better. the movie. It was kind of like his dark materials. The movie didn't get off the ground. Yes. So they're doing a TV show instead. Exactly. Yes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, other than that, Bob, I don't think there's anything else out there that's you know worth. TV was just not that great this year. Yeah, no, <laughs> I I feel like we're we've really fallen from the highs of peak TV, golden age TV. I mean, not that there isn't still some great stuff being made, and also I do think TV is tending to be more experimental these days, in a way Which I is appreciate. A good thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. uh, one other show. Speaking of experimental, this is the other show I mentioned. It's called uh -huh. Jury Duty. I think is it Jury Duty huh. or the Jury? Is it a drama or is it a, a documentary? Okay, it's called. Let me make sure I give you the right show, Bob. I'm sorry, I don't want to. I type in Jury, and of course, it pulls up my county and Jury Duty, like where I'm on a prison. Jury. It was called Jury Duty. Yes. All right. So I don't want to ruin it, but let's just put it this way: it's a guy who gets called into a jury but it's all a setup okay mm -hmm. everything everyone are everyone in the entire situation are actors all the jurors the court the the judge everyone in the courtroom the bailiff the lawyers they're all actors but the guy doesn't know it interesting and he spends, sounds like a david fincher movie he spends weeks with these people and you learn so much and it, it it's it's all it's heartwarming at the end and that's the part that gets you. <laughs> you think it's huh. because it puts it, put, it gives you some there's there's some faith and there's it gives it, it puts faith in people to some degree huh. by the end. Like there aren't not everyone's bad. You feel like that at the end of the. That's why it was good. It's one of those things. That's trying out there trying to restore your faith in humanity, huh? 
Exactly. So if you haven't seen Jury Duty, it's a good thing. It's a good show. I'll give it some thought. I'll give it some give, thought. Give it some and, thought. Uh, if you need some heart, if you need some heartwarming, if you want a heartwarming series, that's it right there. And it's pretty. It's funny as well. It's extremely funny. Well written. Not well written. Right. Well, the the I guess the actors had their parts. <laughs> so yeah, they're yeah, somewhat well written. Yeah. So go ahead, Bob. <laughs> I was just gonna say. So my takeaway from you is I'm gonna I'm probably gonna try to watch Love and Death. I you shouldn't try to watch Dead Ringers or I'm a Virgo because we might watch those for the podcast at some point. Okay. But I'll say uh, you should watch Fargo. That would that would be my take. You've told me this before, Bob, and I I need to watch it. I don't know why I haven't yet. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, there's some it, it just pops up, and I'm thinking every time I think of Fargo too. I sometimes I think of Twin Peaks because I think didn't the original one come out in the '90s or something. No, well, or, yeah, I I guess it, yeah, I guess that makes sense because the original Fargo comes out, the movie comes out in '96, and yeah. it's not. It's not very similar to Twin Peaks, but they both do have that kind of. I get. I think Picket Fences also kind of had this vibe of like quirky, bucolic Americana, yes. but, but also like a kind of rough crime story. A little slice of Americana with some some dark shit hidden beneath. Yeah, yeah. Did I ever tell you about uh, having my mom watch the first episode of Fargo? No. So my mom watches some. I I would say straight up like perverse stuff. Like your 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 Law and Order SVUs and your NCIS that sort of stuff where you know it's just like what awful sex crime happened this week sort of stuff. Yeah, and they can talk about it on TV in like the worst possible way while you're trying to eat dinner. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, I I do think other people have made this point, but I just want to second it that like one thing that really has contributed to the derangement of America over the past 20 years has been those type of cop shows, you know, where now like everybody thinks they're in danger of being a victim of the most horrific sex crime at every moment. Oh, I agree with that. Yes. But so, and Fox, yeah, News. And Fox, Fox news is a, a, well, also MSNBC too. I really shouldn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cable, cable news in general, cable yes. news in general. But uh, I showed her the first episode of Fargo, uh, which uh, where Martin Freeman and you know, the main point of that is Martin Freeman uh, trying to kill his wife and eventually succeeding. <laughs> and it just disturbed my mother to no end. And I was just like, but you watch the most depraved stuff and you know, th this is too much. And I think the part that especially got her is in season one, Billy Bob Thornton plays a character who may or may not be the devil. And after Martin Freeman kills his wife, he calls Billy Bob Thornton. And Billy Bob Thornton's just like, Lester, have you been a bad boy? It's so good. Isn't it weird, though? I bet your mom probably has that, like, SVU stuff on in the background, and that's just, like, what she's hearing, like, yeah. not even knowing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, my mom also watches a lot of wholesome stuff. You know, she watches yeah. a lot of, like, rehabbing real estate on HGTV or whatever. All right. Well, this has been uh, a, a two very particular looks at the best TV <laughs> of 2023, we'll say. I'm Bob in Cascadia. That's Matt in the Southland. Have a great night, everybody. One last thing I want to say, Bob, before we uh, say thanks for listening. Uh, did we mention anything on Disney Plus other than the Percy Jackson thing? Uh, no, I, I watched Ashoka and I liked it some, but there was just not enough there there to say that it's the best of anything. That is the one streaming service I am struggling to find things to watch other than X-Men. Well, the problem is, is that it's, you know, D Disney owns both Disney and Hulu. And so 
the other than like franchise stuff, everything that we would tend to watch would be on Hulu, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's just weird. But sort of throw that last little piece in there, guys. But uh, we appreciate it. And don't worry, because next year, Bob, you'll have your top 24. And I bet you'll have 10 things to, sh- to share with us, right, Bob? I probably, I probably we- won't. And I don't think Strange New World Season 3 will be in there, because I don't, I don't think that's coming back till 2025. After this writer's strike and, this, uh, and the actor's strike, guys, we, we expect TV to be just the best this year. We're counting on it. <laughs> probably it'll be better in 2025, but probably we'll have to kind of wait for like production <laughs> we'll delays. Because there's yeah. been nothing coming out. It's yeah. going to be shit, Bob. <laughs> yeah. You'll I'm have three like, things on your list next year. I'm saying once produ- I'm saying once production resumes, it'll be better. I know, but, but it's going to take yeah. a long time. This yeah, shit won't be coming yeah. out. There won't be anything coming out this year that's worth while, I don't, yeah. I don't think. And that's in my opinion. But, you know. Well, so Fargo season five will be on my list almost certainly next year. We'll see how the new True Detective goes. It starts in a couple days. Oh, I saw that. I did see the ad for that. It, it's concerning. I don't know. I was. Uh, well, did you like the second season? I appreciate. I like the third season and the first season, but that's too much for me. There's a lot to not like about the second season, but there's a lot to like. And then I have I have some axes to grind with season one that have only kind of gotten greater with time. See, we need to expose those on the podcast, Bob. So. <laughs> I, I, I guess we, maybe we could, we could, do, we could do, do the new season versus the old season. What if we did like a, what if we did like an episode for season one an episode for season two and epi- like, like that? I'd be good. Yeah. I'd be good with that. Since most people, if they're going to be listening to a podcast about it, they've probably already watched it at this point. I would hope. Okay. I don't know. I don't know some, if I really some want interest to. in it though. I don't know if I really want to rewatch the True yeah. Detective, though. We could wiki it and try to remember what happened. We'll so do, do anything you, for our podcast listeners. <laughs> do you want to watch True? Do you want to do week to week coverage of True Detective season four? I mean, we could. Why don't we watch the first episode, Bob, of season four, and we'll just go from see. there. If it's if it's interesting, we'll start. Right. We'll, we'll do a podcast. If not, we'll just stick. But so don't count on it. Okay. All right. Don't count. Well, that said, Bob, I do want to say. Thank you for listening to us, and we hope you continue to listen to us throughout 2024. And once again, thanks for listening today. Appreciate it.